Welcome back to the Church Essentials Podcast. This podcast is a production of the staff at Colonial Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Here today with us uh, are Pastor Brent, Pastor James, and Thomas. Today we want to discuss how we use the text to teach and to train. So last week we talked about how we preach the text, expository preaching. The week before that we answered what the text is, why it's essential, its foundations in scripture. So this week we want to break it out and talk about how we teach and train with the text. And so to help us get started, we kind of broke it up by age group. So we have, how do we use the text to train, teach children? How do we use the text to train or teach teenagers? How do we use the text to train, teach adults? So uh, Pastor James, you're uh, specifically, you know, gifted and tasked with the goal of preaching and teaching and training children. So what does that look like? How have you structured children's ministry uh, to effectively train and teach children? Sure. So we began um, teaching children um, in the two-year-old nursery. And really for all of our preschool children, um, the way we do it is through storybook Bibles. Um, Children love to be read to, and they can hear the same stories over and over, and they still love to hear those stories. And so I always just want them to use a a storybook Bible that's true to the text, um, and also that one that follows the storyline of the Bible. I think a lot of times um, children learn Bible stories as random individual stories, and they don't learn them as part of the overall story. Right, yeah. Are there any storybook Bibles that uh, that you, they're just like your go-to as what you'd recommend to families or what that we use at Colonial? Yeah, there's several, um, the depending on what's the best for, <laughs> for ages. That's not, but okay. my yeah. favorite is the Big Picture Story Bible by David Helm. Um, obviously in the name there, you get the big picture story Bible. It's, it's trying to give them the big picture of the Bible. And I think it does an excellent job. Um, so our goal with our preschool children is by the time they enter grade school, that they probably have gone through that book four or five times, um, in, in the nursery and in other places. Um, the second place we use the text for training children is in children's church. In our, in our context, that's for children ages kindergarten through third grade and, um, we want to pick a curriculum that goes deep in specific areas of Bible doctrine. Um, so one of our studies would be a, a chronological study on redemptive history from creation to the cross, um, or, or a study on learning the names of God, um, knowing that as we learn what these names mean, how they reveal the greatness of God to us, um, or we'll do a study on the promises of God, God's trustworthiness, and, and how we can trust in those promises. And each of those studies are about a year long. So we have several studies that we do with the children um, in Children's Church. But in addition to the curriculum that we choose, um, a second part of that would be that we want to make the teaching time a significant part of what we do in Children's Church. So our, our Sunday morning service, um, the children are with their parents for the first 45 minutes or so in the, in the service, and that would include everything up to the preaching time, up to the sermon. Then the children are dismissed to Children's Church, and we have them there for another 45 minutes. And I would say our, our teaching time is usually anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes long. Um, so we, pay, we, we put a significant emphasis on the teaching time in Children's Church. It's not just a little five-minute lesson followed by games and activities, but we actually really teach for quite a while. And part of that's making it age-appropriate um, with lots of visuals and illustrations. Yeah, um, I love to the help way you track. do that. I love the way you do that, James, where you have the family together 
for all the worship time instead of having like a children's worship time mm-hmm. where they're always by themselves. Right, and that's, I think, a that's shift great. for us just uh, for, uh, you know, in the history of Colonial, I think uh, we always struggle to have enough room uh, to have children uh, in our uh, auditorium. Uh, we just could never keep up. But by, you know, having like our chapel overflow now, we can work children back into the auditorium because that's important, I think, for kids to be able to understand and know what church is, uh, the gathering, the corporate gathering is like. And I love that strategy too, where you're filling most of the time that you have with children during children's church with teaching of scripture. It seems like that would be preparing them, right? Oh yeah. The goal would be, you know, once they're graduate out of children's church, that they would be able to sit through a 40 minute sermon and, and they wouldn't be looking at their watch wondering, when's this guy going to get done? So they get to do that in children's church instead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get it all out. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think as I've, so I get to teach with you, Pastor James and your wife, um, my wife and I get to help out. And I think that's the thing that I really enjoy about children's church is it's not like we're just entertaining the children. We're not like providing childcare, uh, like just waiting for Pastor Brent to be done. Um, it's, it's stretching as a teacher to prep for those sessions because you're working through like tough pieces of scripture, tough storylines of the Bible and trying to make it like understandable for children. It's like, this is, this is like some deep stuff. Like this is not, uh, this is not just like a trivial, like nod to the Bible. I mean, we're really going deep. I think that's been really helpful. And I really like that. Yeah. So after we've already had the children for an hour and a half, 45 minutes doing part of the worship service and then 45 minutes in children's church, we go for another hour of Bible studies. And these are our grade-based classes. So we have eight classes starting with K-4 and then with children, we go up through sixth grade. And, um, you know, there's, there's a number of things that they might do during that Bible study. But again, I would say that probably the biggest portion of that hour is teaching the Bible. Um, with the youngest children, K-4 and kindergarten, it's, it's more just teaching the foundational biblical truths such as creation, Jesus, and salvation. First and second grade, the curriculum is designed to start tracking through the Bible chronologically. Um, but then third through sixth grade is where it's really getting into the ages that I love. And that's where um, the, it's really expositional teaching, where the children have open Bibles and they're following along through the text. And the teacher is able to make it clear this is what the text says. And the children follow along and they learn it. Um, so third through sixth grade um, is, is, is using a curriculum that covers the Old and New Testaments and follows uh, big big portions of scripture there as it yeah, goes through so that's, the uh, For a lot of the, if there's another, someone listening from another church, this is an inverted way, right? At Colonial, it's a little yeah. different. We do our morning service first. Yes. And then we have what a lot of churches would call Sunday school. Mm-hmm. We call them a Bible study hour from 11 to 12. And that's what we're doing with children during that time. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's great. I mean, I, I think, especially when you get to the older classes, um, the fourth through sixth graders, they're, they've listened to your sermon and so part of what they can do, even as part of their Bible study, is they can do sermon discussions and oh, some yeah. of those other things that we try to do with the teens and adults. Um, sounds, so, sounds great. So, And then finally, the last portion of it would be our Wednesday, Wednesday nights for children. Yeah. Um, we have a program that the main focus is, is scripture memory. 
And so this is, this is children from ages three years old all the way up through sixth grade, but they come in, they memorize the word. And not that we never do any scripture memory on Sundays, um, but, that's, but that's probably not the main focus. It's more of a teaching time. Where I would say Wednesday nights, the focus is actually the scripture memory. And then we also have teaching and Bible studies. All right, so that's how we use the text to train and teach children. A little summary. Thomas, as the newly minted youth director, uh, what are your thoughts on how you use the text to teach and train teenagers? Yeah, so th- I would want to say, first of all, that as the, the new youth director, I have such a privilege of standing on the shoulders of solid, solid youth directors of the past, men who got this concept of we want to teach the kids how to understand the Bible by expositional teaching. And so I I really don't have much to change, if anything, when I come in and and continue. I can just pick up what they're doing and and keep going because I I believe that they were doing it really well and healthily. So um, the way I would describe um, the way we um, use the word to to teach the kids is it's, it's it's fundamentally the same as what the adults are doing. Um, we're just, we just have a little focused, uh, time slot in the kid's life. Um, so they're, you know, usually from 12 years old all the way up to 18. And, and a lot of those teens are going through a lot of the same things together. And so we can, we can be a little more pointed in our application, um, in in those, those times to teach the teens. So we, we do it in kind of a formal and informal way. That's kind of the way I would would talk about it is formally we do it through teaching times on Sunday. And then on Wednesday too. So we have uh, in any given month, we have about two and a half teaching times. And that sounds kind of odd, but the one and a half other time on Sunday, we use as core group Sundays. And I'll talk about that in a second. But um, during the, during, you know, the two and a half times that we teach on Sunday throughout the, the month, we'll teach through the book of the Bible. And we have a cycle right now that that I think is really wise, and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do of teaching through a gospel, um, you know, text after text throughout the gospel, start to finish, and then we'll teach through a letter, one of the either Paul's letters or one of the other letters, and then we'll um, cycle to a book of the Old Testament, and then and then after we've done that, we'll take one of the semesters and we'll teach through systematically through a doctrine through ecclesiology or um, angelology or bibliology. So how many, how many weeks would you take going through a book of the Bible? That's a great question. Um, the first way I'd say that is it just depends on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be going through Colossians um, as soon as we get back from have the you, quarantine. Have you mapped that out? I know we, we, we've <laughs> yeah. talked about that a little bit. Yeah, I mapped it out, and it, it's probably going to take me 16 to 17 weeks to go through Yeah, four-chapter books. So, yeah. I mean, one of the things I appreciate about colonial and it's important to me, I know it's to you, Thomas, and to our former youth leaders, is we're really treating them like adults. They, they can handle the word just like any adult. There might be more pointed applications, illustrations to their own unique life setting. Yeah. But they can handle the word, and our philosophy is built on yeah, that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's really, really one thing that we want to do in youth ministry is to teach them to think like adults. We, we, we don't want to like teach them like you guys are teens and, and you can just stay this way until while you're in the youth group. No, the goal is we want you to be adults and think like adults and, and, and fellowship with adults and serve with adults. So, so 
let's really you know push them toward that. So Thomas, how would you respond to a parent who might be you know approach approach you with concern that my teenager is going to find that boring? If you're just studying the Bible, that's that's going to be boring to them. Oh man, I, I would say that I have nothing more exciting to offer. <laughs> like I want them to be able to experience a close walk with the Lord. And I think, I think first of all, that, that might tell me a little bit about the parent, sure. about um, what they consider is valuable. And uh, we'd have to start at a, maybe a different <laughs> conversation with the parent. <laughs> yeah. So can I just interject one thing about this? Because I know you've yeah. got a lot to talk about. But for me, this has been a mark of Colonial's teenagers since I can remember. Like my first exposure to Colonial's teenagers goes back probably 15 or 20 years ago when I was teaching at a Bible college and some of Colonial's students came. And I mean, there was a marked level of understanding of scripture and willingness to study and obey it in those, in those students. And honestly, it made it quite appealing to my wife and I when we thought about coming to this church because you know, the, the, the students that came to the Bible college where I was, they were just ahead of other students and their knowledge of the word, their ability to understand and know it. Yeah, so. I think that's um, when when I came to Colonial, I had kind of a low view of youth group. It was kind of broken because I had traveled and seen so many youth groups that were focused on shallow things and on just having fun. But when I came to Colonial and I saw what what they were doing in the youth room, they were teaching them just like adults through the scriptures. All of a sudden, my view was kind of redeemed a little bit, and and so. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited to be a part of it. But so another formal way we teach though is, is on Wednesday nights. Sometimes we'll split up into, you know, by classes or genders, or we'll um, split up, have different course electives where we'll teach through a letter. You know, our youth staff will get involved at this point and they'll, they'll teach through Ephesians. You know, the girls will be going through Ephesians or the guys will be going through Ephesians together um, or separately. And, and then we also, we will also use um, um, topical studies too, like Sometimes we'll offer, you know, a book study on, you know, what it means to be a, a, a godly woman, you know. So, so one track will be going out in that way. Well, another track might be studying First Peter. So we give a little bit of flexibility on Wednesday evenings of what we're covering. Um, but uh, it, so those are kind of formal environments that we teach, but we also have informal ways. And um, one of the informal ways that we, we train with the scripture would be every Sunday we try to Get, encourage the teens to talk about the sermon. This is really, really a, an important time of what we do every so Sunday. Is following the sermon. It's just yeah, so we don't want to... Yeah. yeah, yeah, so so that's exactly what's happening. They leave the, the sermon, and then they come in, and usually what happens is we we never think about that, that again in a, in a typical teen's life, maybe. It's like, that happened, and now it's done. Now we're going to focus on youth group, and then they go into their week, and that maybe not even. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to pull in, this is the main meal, guys. Let's think about this and, and think about how it applies. Did you have any questions about it? Let's take that further. And so we'll take about 10 or 15 minutes, break up into small groups and talk about it, and then bring it back together and talk about, you know, so that Whoa. probably encourages the teens to take notes during the sermon yeah, as well. Definitely. So they have something to say. Definitely. It definitely does. Yep. Um, so that's, that's one, an, an informal way. Another informal way is uh, I mentioned those core groups. So one Sunday and then another half Sunday a month, we'll, we'll take that whole hour, that Sunday school Bible study hour, and we'll split up into um, smaller groups. And so a youth staff leader will take that smaller group and anywhere from four to 10 kids 
and they'll they'll um, they also have flexibility to do something more. But they know that what they want to do is spend time with them more in the scripture. So whether it's uh you know going through another book study on their own, or whether it's taking the sermon discussion further, um, maybe they'll spend a lot of time in prayer together around a text. Or um, so so that's a, an, another informal way that they can be talking a little a little more personally about the scriptures in a smaller setting where where some kids who might not talk in a bigger setting would feel the freedom to talk about what they're learning in a, and of, in a small And of course, you're, you're engaging your youth staff to engage the teens on their own like yeah. throughout the week in small groups for meals yep. and talking about stuff, praying with them, yep. following up, seeing their lives. Like some of them work out with teens, you know, yeah, like really yeah. cool ideas to, to train them in scripture and how to get into their lives. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. a... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's presented creative ways during the quarantine to yeah. Keep I mean, up I, my, with. my teens love the youth group. I think that's a great overview. There's just a lot more you're doing there too sure with the is, text, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's so much more we could say about it. Uh, but I think that was it captures it well for us. Yeah. So then, Pastor yeah. Brent, um, how yeah, it's your turn now? Why don't you take okay? A yeah, I'll just take a, a, a very short amount of time because again, we could say so much about this. But when I think of uh, how we're using the text outside of expository preaching with adults. Um, I like Thomas's categories, formal and informal. On the informal side of it, we're just, uh, we want to have a culture where uh, members are, are using the text, encouraging one another with the text of scripture in informal relationships outside of like normal uh, service times. So that's like a big part of our core philosophy. Okay, and I, I'm just going to say that now, and I, maybe it's, it's understated when you put front and just say something very shortly, but that's a key for us, that members are using the scripture with each other to encourage each other, to mentor one another, to help each other. When I think of formal teaching and training, uh, boy, there's a lot you could say, but I'll just, I'll, I'll narrow it down to two different ways I think formally we're doing this. One is in our uh, adult Bible studies which would be Sundays from 11 to 12. And there uh, we break into smaller groups across our, our campus here. And uh, we're asking our, our leaders to do two things, to discuss the sermon text, like Thomas was saying, so that there is uh, the exchange of ideas about how did the sermon hit them, uh, what part of the sermon resonated? Do they have questions? Do they have thoughts? And there's this lively discussion in most adult Bible studies uh, about how the text relates to their life. Yeah. When I, when I first came to Colonial, yeah. that, that was another thing that really struck me okay. was joining an ABS group. Yeah. They talked about the sermon and, and yeah. sometimes they spent up to 20 minutes just right. teasing it out further what that sermon meant. And like, this is so unusual yeah. and awesome. I love it. I love yeah. it. And you know, it's, it, it's a little challenging cause I'm the one who just preached the sermon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes I want to be a little defensive in there, but I try not to say much, but I think it's important for our church people to discuss at that level, the sermon and what they're being taught. And then in adult Bible study as well, um, we, we have a time of corporate Bible study where the leader walks them through the text. It's the way it's always been at colonial from the very beginning, walking through the text, verse by verse, or passage, you know, paragraph by paragraph through narratives, guiding them. But but really, it's an effort to allow people to discover it in their Bibles themselves, see it come to the truth of what the scripture is saying, uh, 
and then and walk away with a, another Bible study that they've been able to engage in corporately. So that's the one formal avenue. The other one, uh, last year or so, last two years, our pastors were really wrestling through um, where do we do some equipping? Where do we take the text and show people how it relates to your family, your life station, um, you know, in, in, in different areas? And so what we're doing currently is we're offering uh, what we call equip classes on Wednesday night for an hour, hour and 15 minutes. These are elective classes. Uh, and in, in, in those classes, we're trying to do classes related to your gender, like biblical manhood and womanhood stuff, uh, teaching you how you should function and relate to uh, fulfill your responsibilities in your your genders. Uh, also, marital status, uh, singles, married, widow, widowers, uh, trying to have specific classes that can help them uh, think about uh, their life and how to function on those levels. Spiritual disciplines, so things like prayer, Bible study, and uh, evangelism. We'll do those in those Wednesday night equip classes. Uh, counseling, that's where we do a lot of our counseling, counselor training. So, you know, we probably could do whole podcasts on our philosophy of counseling, and maybe we should have, you know, John Fulberg, our director of counseling, come in at that time. But uh, we believe that the word is sufficient uh, for counseling needs, and so we're using the scripture to teach people how to, uh, to counsel one another. And then finally, uh, during those equipped classes, we have classes for theological understanding. So we've got a seminary here, Virginia Beach Theological Seminary. We can cooperate with them. Some of their teachers come in, and they're walking us right through the 10 major areas of theology and uh, trying to equip our church to, to know the word at that level, too. So that's just formally the teaching. But really, it's based off of what I mentioned at the beginning, the informal member, teaching member, using the text with one another to help us in life roles and challenges. But don't you think one of the ways, one of the reasons that we can have such a focus on the text in each of these different areas of ministry is because the people at Colonial really have a hunger for the word. Yeah, they and love so the word. And so when we yeah. offer the word, people, people just want to partake of that. Yeah, they love Bible studies, corporate Bible studies. And then they also love it beyond that. Like, uh, teach me how to use the text to function better in this responsibility or role that God has given to me as a follower of Christ. Well, thanks so much for listening into this episode. We encourage you to follow us on our new Facebook page and make sure you subscribe, uh, tell your friends about it, share it. Thanks so much for joining us on the Church Essentials podcast.